Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're talking about angels today. Who make of this angels, spirits, as ministers of flame of fire? In the last days, we know that the Holy Ghost, there comes upon the people of God filled by the Holy Ghost, and whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. You're baptized with the Holy Ghost and that with fire. It's the consuming fire that through the Holy Ghost we mortify the deeds of the flesh. It's called sanctification. Salvation is not just asking Jesus to come into your heart and say the sinner's prayer. You have to grow. So we start out as newborn babes, desiring that sincere among the word we may grow thereby, but that's not the final consummation of it all. Well, what is? We grow from newborn babes to little children. That's the first step of growth. After we're becoming a child of God and called to be a saint, we're all called to be saints. A saint is one that is sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. They're called holy ones. They're sanctified ones. God calls them his mighty ones, and they're instruments of judgment in the last day, which this honor have all the saints. The work of God is a very high calling of God in Christ Jesus, which we are called for, the body of Christ. Paul stated there in Philippians 3 to the church at Philippi in the house of Lydia that he stated, I am not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. But he said, I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus and pressing forward to that mark leaving, forgetting those things which were behind, the things of faith, but reaching forth to those things which are before. In other words, not being at ease in Zion, but pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and stated, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's the mind of Christ. If you be in the otherwise minded, he said, God will reveal this even unto you. That is, if we diligently seek the Lord our God. The angelic force we find in Hebrews 2 are ministering spirits for those, not to us, but for those who are heirs of salvation. But how do they do it? We find in Psalm 103 that we find that the angels are mentioned there that excel in strength. Reading Psalm 103 and verse 20, it said, Bless the Lord, ye his angels. Now, in Hebrew, that's malak, or in Greek, it is angelos, which simply means a messenger. Well, it can be the heavenly host, an angelic, or it can be a messenger, a pastor. It can have been apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. All of these can be angelos. There's the reason that many will take that Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 Jesus speaking to the angels of the church at Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea to be those that are highly the anointed ones. They're over the church, just as John to the churches of Asia, or some will believe that it is, in truth, angels. There we know that in the last days it will be a manaha'am, it will be a double camp. The people of God being given such 
power and authority in the Holy Ghost in Revelation 11, that they will be carrying out the work of the ministry. Now, the work of the ministry is to reveal Jesus and Jesus only, the true and only God, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, almighty God, who is the omnipresent, everywhere omniscient, all-knowing, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's 1 Timothy 6, 15 to 16. But the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. That's Acts 3.20 and, 3, uh, and 21. Now, going back to the angelic host. Working with us there, the angels that are ministering spirits for those who are heirs of salvation. And God makes his angels spirits. But they're able to manifest and help in a time of need or trouble or in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do we know that? Well, in Psalm 103, verse 20, it says, Bless you, the Lord, you his angels, uh, that excel in strength. We know that excelling in strength, that one angel uh, literally killed in one night the angelic there, the, all the host that was coming against the people of God of 185,000 uh, that were killed. They excel in strength. We find that also with Elisha, with Assyrian. Syria came against uh, uh, there in Gehazi. The servant said, uh, what are we going to do? We're totally outnumbered. The Assyrian captain was saying, who is on the enemy's side for every move that we make? is known to the enemy, to Israel. Well, Elisha was giving them the word of the Lord. Well, when the Syrians came down, uh, Gehazi was so, the servant there of Elisha, was so afraid. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Then he saw horses and chariots and a multitude. Then there was no fear. He was ready to attack. Well, we realize that we alone can do nothing of ourselves. It's only as we are in God and we speak the oracles of God. Why is that so important? Why is it so important as a man thinketh so is he? Think on these things if they have any uh, consolation, a good report, uh, any virtue, any praise. Think on these things. It's a mindset that it is a positive for everything God does is yea and amen. We find that the angelic hosts are submissive to the voice of the Lord. We see that here. It said, bless you, Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments. They're always subject to the commandments of God, hearkening unto the voice of his word. That's the reason why it's so important to know the word of God. As we speak the oracles of God and the word of God, standing on it in faith that the angelic hosts there are ministering spirits for us then and work on our behalf. We find that also is in Daniel. When Gabriel comes to Daniel and he's seeking God for the interpretation of the vision that he had had, then he stated 
It came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, seen the vision, had seen the vision, and sought for the meeting, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. So an angel can appear as as a human being. And be careful, and not that simply says in Hebrews, be careful to entertain angels. For some of us has been have uh, entertained angels unaware. Be careful to be what they entertain there, and uh, that we never know when we have an angelic visitation there according to the Word of God. Actually stating that in Hebrews 13.1, let brotherly love continue. Why so brotherly love is so important? Because brotherly love, then you add to it that charity. That's your final step. You add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly love, but let brotherly love continue. And then adding to that charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And he says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Well, many will say, well, that's not my duty. Well, we're to love our neighbors ourselves. Why? Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Not every time, but sometimes the angelic coast will come and we will entertain angels unaware, not even knowing it. We find that happening here with Daniel. He's seeking God. He's fasting three weeks. And here is an appearance of a man. And we find out that this is Gabriel, the angel. And it says there, after verse uh, Daniel 8, verse 15, the appearance of a man, the very next verse, 16, and I heard man's voice between the banks of Uliah, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. He's there to give understanding and ministering spirit for Daniel. Now notice, in Daniel 10, they, at verse 12, how it is always according to the word of God. The angelic force will always move according to the word of God and the spoken word that we, the rhema word that we speak. Therefore, it's so important that we speak the oracles of God, which are everything in God is yea and amen. We find in Daniel 10, verse 12, Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, understand the vision, and to chasten thyself before thy God, he's fasting, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Well, he was seeking God, and they always literally find and work according to that word of God, the commandments and the voice of the Lord. So a person that wants the positive move of God in their life simply speaks the word of God and according to that voice that he speaks there, thy word is nigh thee even in thy mouth. The power of the spoken word is so important that it literally will bind the forces of the angelic 
their hosts that are to work for you or it will set them where they're in motion for you. It will either bind them or it will set them in force for you simply by your spoken word. There in the last days, it'll be a manaham. Power will be given to the two witnesses, which is the same James, John in Revelation 10, in the spirit of Elijah, that must prophesy again before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. That's after he has eaten all the little book, the Bibliorydian. When he has done that, it was sweet to his mouth as honey, bitter to his belly, this last day work of the ministry, and he is told that, John, you must prophesy again, preach, proclamate, promulgate this word to all nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. That's the body of Christ, which is the same two witnesses of Revelation 11 for the time, times they have three and a half years, 42 months, as the same man-child in Revelation 12. It's the last day work of the ministry, which when we speak that word of God, the Manaha Om, or the double camp, not only the host there of the children of God, but the angelic host as well, will go forth as a double camp. What will you see in the Shalemite, as it were the company of two armies? That two armies is the Lord of hosts. Not only that we see in Daniel 4 of a heavenly host, singular, but we see it in Revelation 19. They're the hosts, plural, which is two hosts. The body of Christ being one and the angelic host being the other in the host of heaven. They're in the last day work of the ministry. That is so important in the work of the ministry when Jesus was uh, tested and tried and tempted there in the wilderness. And he had fasted 40 days. Then after that, he came out there in the fullness and power of God, just as we will have two wings uh, of a great eagle given to us where we fly into the wilderness where we have the place prepared of God, where we're nourished from the face of the servant for a time, times dividing of time, three and a half years, 42 months in the work of the ministry. Notice that at that time that the angels came and ministered unto Jesus. Very, very important. We see that Jesus also mentioned this about the ones and the body of Christ, that he said, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. That's in uh, Matthew 18, verse 10. Why? He says, For I say unto you, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. There's an angelic host there as a protecting angel for you, which is always going to work on the behalf of the believer. Now, in my own life, I've had uh, four visitations of, from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And in each time there, it was a definite word given to me that changed uh, the direction of the ministry even deeper. The first one was uncovering the cedar work, Zephaniah 2. The last one was in January the 19th. 2019, while in Transmere, Kenya, Africa, after preaching to a tribal church, a Maasai tribal church, they're coming out. The Lord visited me. 
for two hours. And the very basic truth there that he spoke was seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, heavenly silver living God, so send I you. Then things change. The ministry focus changed, but it's still the word of God always is and will never breach the word of God. When we find there in the book of Acts over and over again, we find that in Peter, they'd already killed James and Peter was kept in prison. They were going to kill him. And in Acts, the 12th chapter, notice that when Herod would have brought him forth that night, Peter was sleeping between the two soldiers. He'd already killed James. He was going to kill Peter. Bound with two chains, Peter could not get out. And the keepers before the door kept the present. Verse 7 of chapter 12 of the book of Acts. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the present. And he smote Peter on the side. Peter was sleeping. And raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off of his hands. Now they have power according to the power given to them from God himself. Now we don't worship angels in a voluntary humility worshiping of angels. They're losing our crown, losing our reward in a voluntary humility worshiping of angels, intruding of the things which we know not vainly puffed up by our fleshly mind. We find also that we've in the book of Luke, there was a centurion, and he had uh, the uh, one in his house that was sick, and he tells Jesus, if you will come there and generally just speak the word, my servant will be healed. Well, Jesus, as he was going to the house, said, you don't have to come into my house. The centurion said to Jesus, I'm a man of authority like you, and I'm under authority. I say to this one, go, and to this one, do this and do that, and they obey my voice. Therefore, simply speak the word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Why? He understood that there was an angelic host, that Jesus is the Lord of hosts that it was subject to his word. And by speaking that word of God, and he sent his word and healed him. He spoke his word, and it was done. The word of God will always accomplish that word wherein it is sent because God himself will oversee that it happens. There's many different angelic hosts. There's angels of deliverance. There's angels of protection. There was one incident there that while I was at a prophecy conference in Mississippi, my wife being in Houston, and there as she was going to work that morning, was almost killed by a truck, a tractor-trailer rig that lost control going down a very wet, rainy highway there on Interstate 45. Well, I did not know anything about it. I was there at a conference, 
in Mississippi and Gulfport. I had uh, a minister that came to me and said, Brother Beard, there's a word for you. And he said, thus saith the Lord. And here he goes. He said, God has sent the angel of protection to one of your family members that was nigh unto death and has delivered him. And he said some other things for the ministry. Well, at that point, I said, okay, we will be very, very careful. Feeling the, the witness of the Holy Ghost. Well, we left that conference driving back to Houston, Texas, and I told uh, there at that time my son-in-law to be very careful because we were prophesied to that an angel of protection would be uh, there for one of our family members that would be nigh to death. Well, we, well, we came all the way back driving in a car and a vehicle all the way from uh, Gulfport back, Gulfport, Mississippi, back to Houston, Texas. And I'm thinking, well, that was uh, without any problem. We didn't have any uh, uh, bad incurrence that had happened. Nothing happened that was worthy that would even think about being death. Then we got back safely. I went into the church where my wife was sleeping. It was almost midnight at that time. Right before midnight, and uh, when I walked in, my wife immediately woke up and literally was crying, started crying, and said, uh, Today, while I was going to work, there was a tractor-trailer rig that lost control. And as I was going a four-lane highway, trying to get out of his way, it was coming straight at me. The truck was right beside her. As he puts on the brakes, the truck lost control and went all the way across the road. And when she could go no further, she went all the way to where there was a barrier there on the side of the road that she could go no further. The truck was still going at the neighborhood of 55 to 60 miles an hour, had never slowed down, was getting out of control. The box was headed to her at that rate of 55, 60 miles an hour, got one foot beside her door where she was driving the car and stopped and bounced right there. Well, that person that gave me the word according to that word of prophecy, that it came to pass and uh, she was delivered. I can say many times I was on a fast and was going to fast until I received a word from the Lord. It was 25 days at that time. At that time, my kidneys locked up. I had uh, had drank water, but no, uh, no food, uh, no eating food at all, just straight water fast. At that time, my kidneys locked up. A, a voice spoke to me and said, all right, you smart aleck, I got you now. You're going to hell. Never will forget it. I could not speak. I was uh, in a travel trailer, could not even walk at that time, and fell against the wall. And the, the Lord spoke in my mind. I heard him say, you're healed. And the back was in excruciating pain. And his second voice 
came that second time, the voice of the Lord said, you are healed. Immediately, there the pain stopped, and I walked out of the trailer there, that travel trailer. Many different times, uh, three different times at the point of death that the Lord moved. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivered them out of them all. Each individual believer that has been born again, born of the water and the spirit, has that promise in Psalm 91. In Psalm 91, it states uh, very plainly that we have an angelic host that protects us. Each one has an angel, and it says uh, he gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. We know that if whatever happens, that there is uh, the will of God, the righteous uh, stumble, but they consider the thing. The wicked go on their way, never considering anything. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. All authorities, principalities, and powers are subject unto him. As we speak the oracles of God, we know that the will of God is being done. And we have the assurance of God that he will deliver us. We also have the promise in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that there is no temptation taking you such as common to man, that would God will with that temptation, make a way of escape or a way to bear it. We have that promise of God. God will always lift up for his great name's sake, his body for the work of the ministry. We have an angelic host that works with us. There's much that was said more about the angelic host in the last days in a double count that the body of Christ will have these ministry spirits for them who are heirs of salvation, working miracles, signs, divers, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, conform, con, confirming this great word of God in these last days. There, whatever you're going through, neighbor, God is for you. You're born again, God is for you, and he's not against you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Know that the things that happen sometimes are not good, but all things work together for good for them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So we which are troubled, persecuted, and they're attacked of the enemy, a persecution and tribulation that we endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that we might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which we also suffer. This, our faith grows exceedingly, and the charity of every one of us abounds one toward another for the kingdom of God. We don't suffer for wickedness or evil, but suffering for his name's sake, great is your reward in heaven. But whatever you're going through, Know that God is for you. And if God be for you, he will deliver you. For he is Lord of hosts. He's the God of all the hosts. Principalities, powers, dominions, all powers and authority are under him. And he will have his will done. Well, if the Lord has bought and a witness to you in your spirit, your conscience bearing a witness of the Holy Ghost, We'd love to work with you in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can email me at sealinggodspeople at 
dennisbeard.org. Know that we'll pray with you. All you have to do is let us know your prayer request. We'll stand with you in prayer. Whatever you're going through, many of the afflictions of the righteous, God delivered them out of them all. God is working on our behalf for good, for the work, for his name to be lifted up and glorified through your good works that we do in glorifying our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. There again, email me. If you have prayer requests, we'd love to pray for you or work with you in the ministry. The body fitly framed together and being compacted for the work of the ministry. You can email me at sailinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. You can also there contact me at dennisbeard.org, sailinggodspeople.org, sailinggodspeople.com, jcic.tv, and of course, download our app, Sailing God's People for our daily podcast. We love to hear from you. Well, until the next time, we're praying that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us and each member of the body of Christ, that we all may be perfected in both spirit, soul, and body at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.